When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Tom Herman, he, 32 and 18, the last, I, I looked it up yesterday. 32 and 18, the last 40 years at Texas is unbelievable outside of Mac Brown's five-year run. They have had coaches go there and not even come close, not even come close, Steve, to throwing up that number post Daryl Royal, okay? So, again, other than Mac Brown's four- to five-year window, Texas has been dog you-know-what for a long time. Um, and Sark is trending well this year, but up until this year, was not, was not his trajectory was not exceeding those numbers. How do you feel about Tom Herman as a candidate? Well, it'd be an interesting fit. You know, I think Tom has won. I mean, he did an excellent job in Houston. And, and listen, and let's be honest, Texas got a culture problem. I think everybody knows that. I yeah. mean, there's too, there's too many steps in the kitchen, right? I mean, that's, and I think Herman struggled with some of that, right? And it, it wasn't that he didn't win at Texas. He just didn't win enough for them because they felt like, oh, we hired this guy and he's got this background with Urban Meyer. He's going to come in here and we're going to be competing for a national championship again. And the game has changed. I mean, fans' expectation level has changed. And if you can't turn and burn, you're going to be on the hot seat immediately. That's just how things work. And I think that's kind of what happened at uh, at Texas with, with Tom is the fact that, yeah, he won some games. And, and, and listen, is he a guy that's a little bit brash? You better believe it. I mean, you know, what he did in the final moments of that bowl game against Missouri, you know, kind of making fun of Drew Locke. I mean, I didn't go over with some people. But, yeah, I've heard his name connected with it. I don't I don't know that, uh, you know, he's a guy that maybe that stays prioritizing. I mean, I, just based on the traffic, right? I mean, you, you talk to people and say, yeah, he was contacted by the search firm. And I understand he's had a talk with Mississippi State officials. There hadn't been a lot of that. There was, I understand it was probably like a, uh, a gauging interest type thing as they built the pool of candidates, but I hadn't heard a lot about him in the last couple of days that would make me think he's a, a priority. Mm, I, I tell you what, I'd go Tom Herman way before I'd go G.J. Kenny. I mean, that, on, on, a, all right, on a risk, one to ten risk, G.J. Kenny's a nine. That, again, he may be unbelievable, Steve, but it's you know, he took everybody from Incarnate Word and took them over to Texas State, and it worked 53 transfers and more power to him. Uh, Tom Herman's been in the battles. And to me, Tom Herman, everybody's going to have, even Gus would have risk. But Gus's risk is a three. I think Herman's risk is a five. I think Odom's risk is a four or five. Man, I think G.J. Kenny's risk is a nine. Shoot holes in where I'm going. I can't. I, I mean, I think I agree with pretty much everything you just said there as far as the risk factor. And, and again, that's one of the reasons that I think he'd be hesitant to hire a guy like J.G. Kennedy. I, he's intriguing to me, but it's not my job on the line, right? I mean, sure. yeah, I, I want to go out there and put all these numbers up. But, um, but Zach Selman's got to do what's best for Mississippi State football. And I think by doing so, that in turn is what's best for Zach Selman, right? And so – that's why one of the reasons I think he would really struggle to go hire the up-and-comer. I think you've got to go get some guys or go get a coach 
that knows how to run the show. And that's what state has really struggled with in the past 12 months is you've had people kind of learning on the fly. And, uh, and it's not just the coaching aspect, though, because, you know, most of the assistants, at least on the defensive side, stayed. But, you know, just about all of Leach's off-the-field staff left. So you know, Arnett had to go back and staff all that. And, and, you know, you can make your own determinations on how you feel about that. But you need somebody that, hey, kind of handled it like Leach in that respect. You know, Leach signs a contract, and then like three of his staffers are on the next plane out. You know, and I think that's a situation that State needs. And it's kind of going back to what we talked about before. You've got to be able to hit the ground running rather than say, okay, well, who am I going to hire? You know, you've got to have people in place immediately about the business of Mississippi State as soon as that press conference is over. All right, let's switch gears. Mississippi State is a two-touchdown underdog, and they should be, against Ole Miss at home Thursday night in the battle for the Golden Egg. How do they keep this close? Well, I think, number one, you got to play defense. You know, and that, the big concern for me is just, you know, matching up with those Ole Miss wide receivers. I mean, you know, this is, you know, the, the safeties at State have been putrid at times this year, and other times they've been decent. But, you know, Lane's going to scheme it up and try to get his best receivers paired up with a safety. I don't know how well State can handle that. That That's, to me, that's the biggest mismatch in the, in the matchup total between yes. the two teams is Ole Miss's receivers against State secondary. Uh, I think what State has to do, number one, is you got to get stops and you got to get Ole Miss off schedule. I think you've got to be able to – you're not going to stop the run, but you've got to be able to get some wins there and uh, neutralize the run a little bit. State's got to score. I mean, you, know, you go back and look at last year, and I know, listen, there was so much going on with Mississippi State. and uh, You're on the road last year, and Will Rogers didn't play well. And, uh, you know, there's a couple plays you look at and say if they had gone Ole Miss's way, this game's a blowout the other way. And then you say, you know what, you, know, you had the Rogers fumble and you had uh, – you know, potentially a pick six earlier that got dropped. I mean, they, this is how these games go. They're crazy. But in order in order for State to keep this game, you're probably going to have to have a non-offensive touchdown, whether that be a punt return, a kick return. Uh, State's going to need some help in all three phases of the game. Oh, Miss is a better football team. I mean, I, I, anybody that says otherwise just being disingenuous. And, and I'm not just talking about the record, but just for the eye test. You I mean, just kind of how they watch, uh, they operate out there. That They're the better football team. But, you know, the better team doesn't always win the egg ball. You know, you go back to 2007 and 2013, I mean, you know, there's there's no way that State should have won those games, and they did. And you go back and look at what was State, almost a three-touchdown favorite in 2017. And of course, Nick Fitzgerald gets hurt, and we've got our own thoughts about that. But, you know, these games are unpredictable. And uh, there's a lot of times, too, where the team that doesn't have as much to play for comes out and plays loose. And that's one thing Rocky Felker told me years ago. You know, the team that avoids the big mistake early typically wins the game. You know, it's because the game is so highly competitive and highly contested. You know, the first team to settle in and kind of find themselves usually does pretty well. And Ole Miss has done such a great job scheming things up on that first drive of the year. And if memory serves me correct, State's allowed a touchdown five consecutive games on the first drive of the year by the opposing offense. So you got to look up here before everybody's popcorn's even ready to go and, and you're going to be down 7 nothing. And so – what do you do? You start chasing the game, or are you able to calm down? I think that's uh, those are all big factors. All right, Steve Robertson. This interview brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. Amazing burgers, appetizers, great selection of craft beer. Let's go to basketball, Steve. Um, Josh Hubbard. How about my guy, Josh Hubbard? 29 points. How about Jans getting a Pac-12 
and Big Ten win without Tolu and Murphy and what this team is. And and Josh actually carried them through a chunk of that game when no one no one else was playing well for Mississippi State. I think everything you said is on the money because early on, yes, what State get down 11-3 in that ball game. I think they loved trail by as many as a dozen. And it really felt like, you know what, this thing is going to get away. And, and Jan just didn't let that happen. And Josh Hubbard hit some big shots just to kind of keep State close. And it was amazing what happened when State stopped turning the basketball over. And give Northwestern's defense some, you know, some credit because early on I think they, they caused some havoc. But uh, Jan's kept them level, and Josh Hubbard kept a minute, and then the team caught up and won. But, you know, I, I think State has already made it through their most difficult stretch of the non-conference. I mean, you, that, and I think that's huge to go up there and win. But, you know, the reality of it is, is as you say, your best player isn't even playing, and you look up and you're 5-0. and you know, and, and, and it isn't like you've just played, uh, you know, Wesley College and Mississippi School of Math and Science. I mean, you know, you, yeah, some of these Power Five teams we played are middle of the pack uh, in their own conference. But any time that you go on a neutral floor and you beat a Power Five opponent uh, is a big deal in any sport. And so, yeah, stayed off to a great start. And, uh, you know, the women went yesterday, too, on the road against a team in, from Belmont that they expect to be in the tournament. But, I think there's reason to be excited on both sides of the of the basketball side, and I think Mississippi State on the men's side is going to really, really cause some trouble in the SEC. His side is on fire. Jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. Updates left and right on the coaching search and many other things. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. See you. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save. With your local Farm Bureau insurance agent, favorites.com. Hit it right now and save. Just in time for the holidays. F-A-V-E. Favorites.com. Tom Luganbill will join us at 930, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. Lugs will hang out with us. We'll go through Rivalry Week. I may even put him on the spot with some more coaches. Why not? Tom Luganbill at 930 right here on the Out of Bounds Show. Good morning. Welcome in. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family.